he looked like he was like a teenager. Yeah, how teen? How teen? Like maybe 15. Ooh. Yeah. I'm a picture pool. <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of teenager? Yeah. Oh, he's, he kind of looks like if you took the fly machine and put um, Justin Bieber with Draco Malfoy. Oh. That's pretty Ooh. dead on. Yeah, that is really dead on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to season two, season. episode fifteen of Watch and the Talk. El- and this week, we watch an episode called Ellie, Ellie, which is very close to Elise. Oh, I guess so. So close. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It is. Thank you. So before that, we have a previously on blue ribbon commission from last week. Uh, I like that they follow up on that. Yeah, it's good. They follow up on a lot of stuff in this week. They're, yeah, they're real- it's a really follow-up-y episode. But it's, good follow-up. It could stand alone. Though. I feel like you could watch this and basically they explain stuff easy enough. Yeah, but it's stuff yeah. that they have context. Yeah, for. no, I just point. I'm, I'm glad they got back to it because it had bothered me so much, and I really I didn't realize uh, that they they themselves were bothered too. There's also Miss Toby, also known as Andy. Uh, who is one of our favorites from the one episode that she's been in so far? I think so. Yeah. I think so. The pi- where she ate pie. And Danny uh, is briefly in the previously on who uh, had, has gone down the the Mandy hole for a little while, but he's apparently Come been there back, the whole time. Danny. We find out. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just they just haven't shown him, even though they've shown the briefing room constantly. He's, he's there. He's, he's there. just not there. He lost a seat or something. Yeah. He's always like out for a smoke every time he <laughs> shows something. Down the Mandy hole. <laughs> nice. Ooh. Starting the episode before the credits is there's a Reddit AMA proto. I wrote that AMA. down. <laughs> it, but this is actually when they had to do it in real time. They couldn't. They didn't invent asynchronous chat, chat technology yet. It could only be chat rooms. So it's it's a live chat with Surgeon General Millie Griffith. Who is a new character? Um, she is played by Mary Kay Place. She's who, that girl who you might She's recognize. That lady. From yeah, things. I recognized her. She She's... was probably in that uh, that rotisserie commercial. She did. She's in or the being John Malkovich. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, she yeah, was one of the like ladies in it people. in the movie. Yeah. She was in an episode of The Mentalist. Okay. <laughs> that's what it was. She is, she's in. Um, was it Big Love? Big Love. That's yeah, where I know her the from. Mom. She's no. Bill Paxton's no, rest no, in peace. No, she's um, Bill Paxton. Rest in peace. Let's just put that. Yeah, up. Bill Paxton. Rest in peace. She's, she's, no, she's Chloe Sevigny's mom. Right. Okay. Yeah. True fact. Nobody actually knows how to pronounce that actress's name. Who? Sevigny. No, that's not right. Nobody knows. Chloe Sevigny. There's actually no correct pronunciation. She doesn't even I, know. Are you making that up? No, it, this is a true fact. There is no right way to pronounce Sevigny. You could say it however you want. Yeah, I could also say like Braddon. But that's different. Her name is different. It's special and there's no right way. Okay. And that's not how you say my name. Okay, Braddon. Millie Griffin has a message for the kids and it's toke up. Go go yeah. smoke, oh. smoke those bongs. There's no yeah. negative consequences whatsoever. Yep. Except as a matter of fact, what she says, it appears... Is that uh, you should not do it because you're listening to bad 60s music. Cellular genetic and human studies all suggest that uh, the smoke from pot is a risk factor in acquiring respiratory disease. So if Pixelad wants to be able to walk up a flight of stairs without throwing up, he should put the bong back in the closet behind the Almond Brothers house where it belongs. The Almond Brothers. The Almond Brothers. She says, put the bong back with the Almond Brothers. 
The, the Almond al- Brothers? The Almond Brothers. I think this is perpetuating a negative stereotype about marijuana smokers, that they all listen to the Almond Brothers, mm. and it's just lazy writing. And I think the way that the characters respond to hearing this quote makes me think that somebody said it in the writer's room, and they're like, that's a, such a stupid yes. reference, but it's so perfect that somebody who was like right. mocking weed people would say the Almond Brothers because everybody says it and they're like the Almond Brothers what the Almond Brothers the Almond Brothers the Almond Brothers Josh well I'm glad you brought that up before we even got to those parts but I wanted to mention that it doesn't really make much sense to yeah. me that people keep on Almond Brothers saying I think it is shaming a, a writer <laughs> are we <laughs> like that's such a bad idea that we're gonna put it in the show and have brothers? the almond it's brothers. not the almond they're made... brothers <laughs> they're uh... almond no they're nuts they're all all man they're 100 percent man all man almond well uh, they're brothers of course they're all men oh hey. man oh, i get it now not to go gender binary yeah you but... don't know how they identify <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry she doesn't really say that Kitch took up. She just says, as far as medicine's concerned, there's no reason it should be illegal. She mentions that like it's not as addictive as heroin or LSD. Do you guys? Do you guys know LSD was addictive? It's not. I thought it wasn't. It's but not. She sa- but she says she's sort of saying like studies show that marijuana is less addictive than heroin, LSD, and it's like, but is LSD at all addictive? Once you do LSD, that's it. You're done. <laughs> you're an, you're a D head. <laughs> <laughs> No, I looked it up You're on Wikipedia. D head. It's not. You're a D-head. Hey, Elise D, what yeah. do you think? <laughs> this is funny. I used that. That was like my first like AIM screen name. D-head? Was it? it you was got LSD. just LSD? A three-letter screen no, name? No, no, no. I had numbers, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> 42069. <laughs> <laughs> but All yeah, the good that's like my, my name with no vowels. Yeah, it's pretty good. So you're a D-head. I'm a D-head. I'm also, yes. More ways than one. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. Two. That's more ways. That's more ways. Two ways. Or just more ways. That yeah. was right. There you go. Yeah, that was accurate. Yeah, but it's not addictive. I looked it up. So I, I'm, I just wanted to throw that out there because, like, you know, the rest of this episode, everyone's like, "She's so right. What she said was true. You can't stamp out the truth." But it's kind of true. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine, though, being addicted to LSD? Like, that would be incredibly debilitating <laughs> to your regular life. Right? You're just that's like why tripping it's so balls dangerous. all yeah. the time. That's why, remember the story when they uh, peeled her own face off because she thought she was an orange? That's because she mm. was addicted. <laughs> what happened? Uh, you've heard this story. No. I learned it in the D.A.R.E. program at school. Oh, I, I learned didn't. other things in The D.A.R.E. girl, she took uh, the bad drug, and then she thought her face was an orange, so she peeled it off. That sounds very Florida-centric. Ooh. It does. Did yeah. she peel it from like, the a chin up? Or the head? If you're, if you're from Georgia, down. you might have heard the same story, but she thought she was a peach. <laughs> yeah. Trying to peel herself. Yeah, through. yeah. Or just shave her whole body. Or just eat it. Because <laughs> <laughs> peach fuzz. Oh, fuzzy, yeah. Fuzzy. No, that's cute. Yeah. No, in D.A.R.E., I learned that if... Like someone threatens me and says, "Like smoke this joint, or like do something bad will happen. Like don't smoke the." Hold joint. her down, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a, was dare was the dare cop called officer friendly? No. Was ours? Did we have an officer we friendly? Didn't have, dare was elementary school. Was that from a TV show? I think our guy was officer friendly. I well, my thing was like a guidance counselor first, and then dare when I got a little older, but. In so my 
elementary school and middle school had like a student book with everyone's phone numbers and like contact information and addresses like all the students and in the back of it was a glossary of terms of who has for drugs. who could sell you drugs it was like it was like a how to like find the find these drugs like where where, where they call. are like where where you can usually get them, what they're called, the amounts that you would normally like order it in. I like Skag. <laughs> What's Skag? That's my drug that I like. What is that drug? Heroin. Oh. I do Flocka exclusively. Oh. Yeah, it's a mm. it's a bath salt variant. Oh, got oh. it. Yeah. Um, I, li- I like Crocodile. It gives you super strength. <laughs> yeah, I like baths. I love bath salts. Baths like a are good. good. Epsom. Mm. Mm, like a bath bomb. <laughs> Yeah, bath mm. Officer Friendly is a model program to acquaint children and young adults with law enforcement officials as part of community relations campaign. The program was especially popular in the United States from the 1960s to the 1980s. Officer Friendly is generally not a specific character and is in the public domain. So you can use Officer Friendly in your own... Hi, kids. I'm Officer Friendly. <laughs> you can write your own web comics about Officer Friendly. You can make a movie starring Officer Friendly. Right. Not that we're suggesting anything, but yeah, someone else is in the public do domain. You can do hey, it. Hey, kids, don't trust the cops. No. They're not your friends. In 1974, the Sears Roebuck Foundation partnered with Hampton, Virginia Police Department to revise the program. Sears, marketing geniuses. <laughs> yep. Brilliant. So Donna is watching the chat live josh is gloating that the office is getting out at 9 p.m and that's very early for them she says she's gonna stay and uh uh-oh she's not anti-weed enough so it's a whole thing credits uh josh runs over to cj with the transcript and cj kind of blows up about it bizarrely categorizes us and I quit. Let's go. Is she kidding me with this? Threatens to quit because she doesn't want to have to cover it. CJ gets so mad that the lady said the true thing. Yeah. She gets so mad. I really liked the detail CJ had about how it's be- it's past press time for the East Coast papers, but the West Coast papers will have it. I thought that was like a sense of realism thing. Do you guys have a cutoff time? What time's a cutoff time? Yeah, we got a time. Is it I the mean, same we- every night? Uh, no, and we have different deadlines. What's but. the latest something can happen and make it into the morning paper? Um, I don't really know, but it's usually around one, two. Okay. But you have like multiple editions. Yeah. Uh, Suze will know. She puts the paper to bed. That to bed. sounds so cute. Hey, tuck, Suze, tuck, tuck it in. in. <laughs> night, night, termite. <laughs> Does it have a bed? It's, be- it's bedding is like newspaper wrapping? No, it's just a metaphor. Okay. Oh, but like, yeah, like ripped up newspapers like or, to, or no like, like to a, poop no, on the sheet that the newspapers oh. get put in you tuck it in there no, you didn't get it at all i thought you like thought a wrong little, like a little yeah. bed for a hamster yeah no yeah that's what the bed's made out of is torn bodies of its comrades yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cover it yesterday's news <laughs> but it's a comfy bed <laughs> They run over to Toby, who uh, also agrees that Josh should have stopped this somehow. You saw it happen? Yeah. Why didn't you get me? What were you going to do? End the interview. How? By ending it. I'm not going to belay into the computer screen, Toby. Even though it was happening in a different building. On the internet. And on the internet. uh, And it happened five minutes ago. But Josh should have stopped it. Uh, Both CJ and Toby say that. They, Sam comes up. He uh, starts reading the thing. He calls out the Almond Brothers thing, too. Everybody has... That's the one sticking point for them. Yeah, they don't like the Almond Brothers. No, but what, but it's weird because it seems like everybody is upset 
right? They're upset with the Surgeon General for saying the truth about the, the uh, wacky tobacco. <laughs> but they all, for some reason, mention the Almond Brothers. But that line that when she delivers that, she's actually saying, don't do, don't do it. Yeah. So it's weird that they bring that up because that's really what she said is don't, just don't do it. Don't do drugs. She should have said the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, that's a oh, missed of opportunity. Doobies. Yeah, because of the Doobie. The Doobie Brothers is like a whole different Are they vibe. I mean, better? That's like adult contemporary. I think, I think Aaron Sorkin would say that the Doobie Brothers were way better than the Almond Doobie Brothers. Brothers. No, should have uh, been the band. Josh they... is in the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> into the Doobie Brothers. Sorry. <laughs> Josh is not in the Doobie Brothers. Which of the Doobies Josh is he? Into the, remember yeah, yeah. remember yeah. on uh, election Josh. night. He's like, we got to get some Doobie Brothers on. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's so many names, like euphemisms for pot that I looked up today because I was like, what are the ones I don't know? Like and pot? It was in alphabetical order. I like skag. The first one was African broccoli. Mm. <laughs> mm. I've never heard that one before. No, that that sounds a bit racist. It sounds very offensive, <laughs> but it was on this list I read. Maybe we'll link to it. <laughs> but there's a lot of words for pot that I don't. I've never heard before, and that was one of them. So mainly they're worried about how the president is going to respond to this, but luckily for them, he is not in country. He's out of, out of pocket. He's in Japan, and there's this whole scene about confusion about time zones. They say I think they switch up AM and PM at one point to make a joke. You but can't they, really uh, arrive before you leave, can you? I guess if you go fast enough, maybe? I don't know. Wait, you can, what if you're flying to a time zone that's behind you i've done it man but I, no i don't know i've never done a full around the world trip but you can you really date line i've crossed a line i've crossed a line or two baby okay yeah, i mean it's... if i see a line i'll cross it how long is the flight to china 14 hours how do you know that they say that's the what they say oh <laughs> I, but if that, was that a commercial Attention plane or was that detail. the president's plane? That's AF1, baby. They don't commercial. That does seem like you couldn't outpace the rotation of the Earth. But anyways, um, the, the, it reminded me of, there used to be this thing. It happened a couple of times. I used to work at cir- a Circuit City, you know, <laughs> and somebody would come in and be like, hey, can you make change? And they'd do this like a uh, hand wavy thing and they'd walk out with more money than they came in with. Like, oh, oh you yeah. change a five, and, uh, yeah. and then you owe me a... No, but you didn't give One, me that. One, two, and, three, four, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know That's how it works. Of hands. But I feel like this episode did that trick to us with the time zone thing. And I just want to say I don't approve of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice but, try, buddies. But we're on to you. Sam's has a thing, too. There's an ad coming out in the paper the next day. The Family Values Leadership Council is taking out a full-page ad against some movie called... Prince of New York? Is that yeah. what the, name of the movie was? And one of the people they said denounced the movie was our old pal POTUS. Uh, but he did not denounce it, and Sam's got to get into that. This doesn't seem like that so, much of a big deal. Oh, and then Toby also, when he came out, mentioned... Uh, so I want to set up all the plot lines. There's Toby is in the negotiating thing to set up the blue ribbon with like labor and seniors. And they say, it's time to bring in the big guns, Leo got to get leo on the phone so then there's toby and sam after that and toby is throwing a bouncy ball against the window and is this the first appearance of toby's bouncy ball i don't think so because then sam says oh we're doing this again because this is a this is a standard prop of toby he uses this a lot 
Uh, I think it might be the first time we. S- it's the first I time I remember like... it. It's annoying. Well, no, because he what he says is you were doing this again. And he goes, last time it was like the the bell, the summoning bell, or whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, think, I, think I think this is where they entered. They realized Toby's a, a handball thrower. Was there an episode where Toby hurt his back and he was on the couch downstairs and he kept on ringing the bell and like driving everyone crazy? <laughs> I wish. The first time I watched this scene, Sam comes into Toby's office and Toby is describing his situation with the commission. I completely lost track because Toby is drowning in balls. He has two of them in he's his hand. He's got like six balls. He's got two in his hand. He's got another one in his other hand. There's more on his table. <laughs> like, we get it. You vape. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't... Is he taking up juggling? Maybe. <laughs> the only thing I can think of why he would have so many of these. He, I could see Toby, like, t- he decided to take up juggling one day and then immediately gave it up and then just was stuck with, like, tons of balls. No, that no, ball's no. too bouncy to be a juggling It's very ball, bouncy. Anyways. No, I think it's that... Okay. Are he's doing one of those... When you Ground th- juggling. Think about the <laughs> angles of this, right? The, Toby's desk is in the back of his office. He doesn't have to get up, and every he, every time he fucks up, he doesn't have to get up and go fetch the ball. Right. Well, but even just not like dog. look at the look at the frequency that he's hitting the window. It's like boom, bloom, bloom. There's no way he oh, can like so he's got multiple. He has to flight, have like yeah. ten balls in yeah. like a little container on his desk. Also, um. This is unrelated to Toby's balls, but if you also in the scene you could see in Sam's office he's got a Puisno Steppi on the wall. <laughs> what is that? Don't tread on me. That is such a like weak sauce motto for like a revolutionary like colony or set of colonies. It's like, why are you hurting me? I'm so happy that you knew what I was talking about. Yeah. I don't know. What There's we're well, the, the, about. The, the Gazden flag. It's like a badly drawn snake. It's the snake. The, the snake flag that's curled up and says, "Don't tread on me." The yellow flag. But it's like thirteen segments to represent the thirteen colonies. And how do, how I do you have to know this flag? It's, this it's, was it's a symbol of the thing. of the revolution. I, I, I think it might that might be like a made up. I think it like that's apocryphal. You're saying apocryphal. That's the word I was looking a for. Pocket? Yeah. A pocket. Aha, apocryphal. Gazden flag. This flag. <laughs> yeah. Don't try it on me. Look oh. up, but actually, he's got a different one. But look he's up. He's got the segmented one. Can you yeah. find the please no steppy? Is that not a joke you just made? That's a thing. Ah. <laughs> it's a very cute. It's a very cute. It's so cute. It's like it's a it's a pigeon English. Yeah. Oh my god! Went, so I thought Gas you were plug. saying something like in Spanish, like please no, but no, it's please, like please yeah. no mm-hmm. steppy, mm-hmm. don't step on yeah. me. Don't ever tread on me and my son ever again. <laughs> oh. We're just going down a gas and flag meme rabbit hole. Wow. Right now. This is a whole world. No, no step on snack. <laughs> Low res one. <laughs> this one's good. Am I being detained? <laughs> but like, why did they pick the snake? The terrible mascot. It's yeah, it's a snake it is can, t- typically the villain it, character. It's if you step on it, it'll it'll come at you. But then why are you saying don't step on me? But even the word the, it's like, it's like, <laughs> should be like I don't care if you step it's on me. Snake, like come at me, bro. Snake means like a villain. Yeah, yeah. a biblical villain. Yeah, come at me, bro. Please, please no steppy. Please no. <laughs> so Toby's situation is he's trying to get Seth Gillette, Ed Bagley Jr. from last episode onto the Blue Ribbon Commission. But there's this delicate thing because if he turns them down, then the AFL-CIO is going to walk. AARP is going to walk. They're not going to support the commission either. So they have to they have to get him on, but they can't risk him turning it down. So they have to figure out a way. So that's Toby's 
quest for the episode. That's the C plot, I yeah. would say. Yeah. The the movie one at least brings the president into it. So yeah. that's more the B plot. And then the A plot's the drug one. Uh, I mean, I, I think B and C are interchangeable in terms yeah. of like whether you see the issue is more important to the president or not. Yeah. Only one of them Actually, goes up to the level of the president. Oh, though. but then you've got the D plot of uh, Ellie and the president. That's like the, that's like B part plot. of the that's A plot. That's part of A though. Uh, that's like oh, a, yeah. a sub one. Okay, you're right. It's in service of A. Yeah. So Sam, in a way I found funny, does not know the answer to the. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Okay, well, thanks for stopping by. Yeah. He's like, yep, can't help you. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a real pickle you got yourself into there, Toby. Um, but I, I think Sam actually did inadvertently help in a way. And there's this concept in computer programming called rubber duck debugging. Where it's like, oh, if you are stuck on something, just describe what your code does to a rubber duck, an inanimate object. And the act of like speaking it helps. So Sam is the rubber duck. Sam is the rubber duck in this situation. And it's actually like totally a thing that happens like day to day where you're just like, hey, man, I'm really stuck on this thing. And it's doing this. And I'm trying, I'm trying this. And then I'm, oh, I can do this. Never mind. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, that conversation yeah, yeah. happens every single day at a software development place. <laughs> I do the get up and pee. Mm-hmm. So Sam is the toilet yep. situation. I do that. I like yell across the room to the my toilet. coworker, and then I start talking, and then I stop talking. And you're on the toilet. Without, no, there's no toilet involved. Oh. So Sam gets called away. Charlie is on the phone for him, and Charlie is learning Japanese. Charlie. Moshi, moshi. Nichiwa, Sam. Yeah, listen. He's testing out his Japanese phrase. He's learned it. He's got Domo Arigato Kanichiwa. He said yeah. Mushi Mushi. Mushi Mushi. I had a question. You guys, I've, I haven't really done a lot of international traveling, but I think you guys have. Should I learn the three phrases in a place and like be... Yes. Yeah. Or should I just be like, I don't understand. So he- here's the thing. Speak to me in English, please. You should learn how to say, do you speak English? No, no. Or may I speak English? Yeah. that's what. I, so everyone tells you to say, do you speak English? You but that's such an I. American thing to say. It's like, hey, do you speak my language? Speak it in man? English. Yeah. No, I, I, would, I learned how to say when we were in Italy recently, like, may I speak English? And every time I said that, people were like so shocked at how polite that was and they were like but so, so much more helpful the whole, mm. the, i think the whole like concept so I use them. behind this them. is not not to like actually like be able to speak the language it's so that like if you were here right and someone came up to you and just started speaking like mandarin to you you would okay. be like what the fuck why are yeah. you talking to me like this it's like the same thing even if countries speak but they english. all secretly speak english over there not <laughs> everyone not every, a lot of people do that and the, but they'll hide it from you so, I to, mean, to make you feel they're trying to trick you. Sometimes yeah. they sometimes they speak English, but they're not very comfortable speaking English. Some of them speak English great, but it's like you never know what you're gonna get, and especially like if you're not in like a touristy area, you you don't know if they if they want to speak English. Like we went to this like little um, like charcuterie place uh, shop, and it was like owned by three generations of family and only one of the guys really spoke English well. And then the other one was just like yelling gleefully Italian stuff to us in the background. And then one of them 
spoke zero English whatsoever, and he was like the oldest guy. So it's like, but we asked. Why would you even leave America? It's such a good country. <laughs> For the cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you going to a cheese? But if I, if are you I going go, cheese cation? It's, it's just I would nice. Go on. That sounds good. It's just polite. Like that's the thing. It's, it's not it's, cultural appropriation. No, you know it's actually funny when we were in Italy. This thing happened where I tried to say an Italian word like that was on the me- on an English menu, but abo gabo. It was the word spritz, and that was like a drink, and it's like an like an apérol spritz or something. But I I was like, can I have the spritz? And the waitress like did not understand what I was saying, and then she goes, oh spritz, and I was like, okay, yeah that. And then we it's re- called sprite. I realized. And maybe if someone's Italian and listening to this, they will completely disagree with this. But when I spoke in an Italian accent, but like um, like English words, I was more understood than if I just spoke well, yeah, English. That's because well, that's, and if you uh, wave your hands around yeah, wildly. Yeah, gesture a lot. But it's exactly <laughs> the same here. It, like yeah. You perceive someone who came to this country and learned English later in life as having like an accent that might make them hard to understand. And the better they get at like the pure sort of dialects that you know hamburger cowboy native, yeah <laughs> then you're like oh now i understand you better and it's got to be exactly the same for other languages right yeah. like the more you right appropriate uh, the more you approach the purity of their dialects the better they understand you yeah. right we're so we, we lean into that mama me yeah, yeah you yeah, kind of yeah. have to <laughs> Yeah. See, I had to move my hand to get that pronunciation yeah. well, the first time i ever went to italy i said to my italian friend like bopity beepity bop, and he thought that was funny, but I'm told that's offensive. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't say that. And Jason's convinced. I was like, no, no, no. You like really thought it was funny, and Jason was like, you, you, were, mm. you were like a cute girl. You were like so a 19 year old girl. Yeah. I will laugh at anything a 19 year old girl says. I was a 20 year old girl. Thank mm. you. All right. Not as, not as funny. Woman. You look 19. Not as funny. funny. <laughs> anyway. So we find out Charlie is the one that passed on showing the movie at the White House. So they sent him a screener copy. They said, would you like to screen this at the White House? He said no. That turned into a quote in an interview, which this other thing picked up and said, president denounced this movie. All they really did was pass on it. Um, And the president was not involved specifically. So it's kind of a non-issue that's getting blown up, uh, but... Uh, that's what we know so far. After that, Josh and CJ. Josh is on the phone with Leo, and they are working out how to respond to the Surgeon General statement. CJ's got a pretty good like distancing plan. I'd refer you to the Surgeon General's comments. When asked if marijuana should be legalized, she said, and I'm quoting, it's not for me to say. And she's right. And it's important that people understand this. The Surgeon General's not a lawmaker. She doesn't set drug policy. The president does. And the president is 100% against legalizing drugs, including marijuana. Then she says, like, so we're showing her support. And then she sets Josh up for this great dunk. Leo wants me to show her support. Yeah. Josh? Yeah. While I'm showing her support, what are you showing her? The door. Booyah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I just point out. Studio audience goes wild. Yeah. CJ's spin approach, which is very sophisticated and I think effective, is to essentially bullshit everyone about, like, claim that they're misinterpreting what she said and sort of create a bunch of confusion and uncertainty. Is that what that is? That's a ga- yes. Just trying like, to convince you of something that you know. But I mean, that's that's sort of that's what everyone you know com- is not the case. That's what everyone complains politicians do all the time now. But like, I mean, that's the press secretary's job. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't I think she, that's such a new. I don't phenomenon. think she was like super dishonest because all she said is 
she was speaking to the medical thing, and we don't dispute that. But it is not her job to make the position on drugs legal. Like she's not a law enforcement officer, so it's that's not the only consideration. Is what the medical effects are. Yeah, seem to be. I don't remember exactly what he said anymore, but it's like if the question is, is she does she oppose the president's current policy? The answer is yes. Then if the question is, like, does that matter because it's her but job? But it's, like, it's like, not oh, her no. job to have an opinion on policy. So it yeah, but it kind of is. She's trying to say, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so we can fold the next scene into Anyway, this wait, too. real quick. Okay. CJ says uh, 69% of people oppose. No, Josh says that. Josh said, no, CJ? Josh says uh, 69 No, it's, it's CJ. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> CJ says, uh, she says, or, or he Josh. says, Josh says that. okay, that's no, you guys are Late, right. But Josh CJ says, says it. It. yeah, so, jo- so, jo- so Josh goes and visits the surgeon general. <laughs> Wait, um, somebody says that, <laughs> but it's the case, it's now the case. Wait, hold on, <laughs> let's start all over. <laughs> I got 69 jokes too. <laughs> oh, damn it, I didn't do that. No, but she said, uh, 69 oppose it. And now it's 61, approve it. Now. Full legalization of marijuana. Like IRL now. That's today, yeah. Nice. N- nice. But, yeah, nice. And I don't even know what, she, you know, poll, fictional poll she was quoting. This is from the 420 poll on thehill.com. The 420 poll. Is that a, that's a thing, I guess. I didn't use that one. They, they, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> that sounds CBS News. Yeah, that's what I did. On Thursday, April 420th. Uh, oh, the 420 poll. I see. How cheeky. CBS. And then, so. Cheeksters. Yeah, I already had all this in my notes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I preempted. So, yeah, so Josh, goes, Josh goes and visits the doctor, um, Surgeon General. She is, I think, unethical in the way that she is interacting with Josh because she's being his doctor. How have you been feeling? Well, I've been feeling fine. They're checking your blood pressure once a week? Yeah, 130 over 87. Mm, it's a little high. You know, the guys at GW did a fantastic job. It's a beautiful scar. Where have you seen my scar? At the hospital. I don't remember. You were unconscious. Is she his doctor? She's acting like she's like, what's your, beep, what's your blood pressure? How's your scarring? You have a beautiful scar. On yeah, your, what's your body on, mass on, index? On, on your body. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but then we, I mean, we learn later in the episode she's more than just the whatever general she's right like, she, she's doctor she's, part of she's a family friend that yeah. they put into a the surgeon high, general but she's also i mean she's politically savvy that's i think what they're trying to demonstrate here she's got a lot of charisma she's very likable she's very smooth like her whole she was whole... on that program about the uh <clears throat> mary and all sorts of other ladies you know what i mean like they're trying to just show you that she's not just some like telling it like it is blunt you know yeah. S- someone who doesn't appreciate subtlety. She appreciates that. And she's trying to manipulate Josh and make him feel bad about what she knows he's there to do. Well, I think she's like asserting dominance too. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, she, totally. she practically like grabs his balls and says like, why don't you, why don't you give me a cough there, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what you're working yeah, with. Yeah, I feel like she's trying to take control of the conversation that Josh has come to have with her. And, and then he comes does. back with calling her by her Full first name Millicent. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, That's a what a move. name. Millicent it's a is a name. is a female name that has been used since the Middle Ages. Uh, it is derived from Melisandre. Melisandre. That's better. Oh, Melisandi. How about that? Mis- Millicent. 
Yeah, Melis- Melisandre. Uh, from the German Amal, work and and swinth strength. Work swimp? strength. Swinth? Swinth. 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 What's a swinth? Swinth strength. That German strength. for strength. Oh, oh, oh. Swinth. So it's translated, the name is work strength. Got it. She's a work. She's got a lot of work strength. Yeah, that is a nice name, though. It's very old timey since the Middle Ages. So there's a bit of an argument over the content of the quote and whether she should have said it or not. You know, they argue. I think Josh does have a point that she like kind of steps out of her lane a little bit with this, particularly like saying whether it should be like bizarrely it's illegal. Like Josh's point there is technically correct, but also wow, are you a narc? But he is like. He was in the meeting last week, or presumably the day before or whatever, with the president where he's like, I want to rethink our drug policy. And like this thing specifically related to the drug policy comes up and none yep. of them seem to remember this meeting that they had Very with the president like, the day before. So like Josh is like totally being, he's like being untrue to the facts that we know the character has. The order in which they showed the episodes. Yeah, basically. Josh leaves it that... We want your resignation. So he he says, will you serve at the pleasure of the president? We want you to quit. And she says, no. And the president's going to have to fire me if he wants to fire me. And then on the way out, he gets a lolly. See the doctor get a lollipop. I, w- yeah. I really wanted Josh that to put, wa- that, put that lolly in his mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> that would have been a funny scene if he was like walked into the next scene with a lollipop in his I mouth. I feel like yeah. the lollipop was the sweetest power move I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, if anyone wants to power move you me with candy. The, yeah. You take this fucking lollipop. Yeah, you fucking you asshole. Just saw, you just saw the doctor. That's like her, the thing <laughs> she says in every conversation. Now you've seen the doctor. Check that off your, your annual list. You're good. You're good. You're do you guys go to the doctor every year? Nah. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, like, I go to the lady doctor every year. What? You go to a lady doctor? Okay, sometimes I see a lady doctor. No, no, no. What's the big deal? Why do you have like to? Like a gynecologist. It's, oh, a dirty one. Okay. What? What? <laughs> Come again? No? Brendan? Hmm? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> So they cut to CJ's news conference. First, she gets a question about the movie, and she kind of just shrugs it off, says, I don't know anything about that. Um, I believe there's like a follow-up question about the Surgeon General, too, and doesn't she just kind of gives a basic answer. Uh, she goes backstage. Sam explains the situation with the movie. The studio phone banks Charlie because they want a screening, and Charlie passes. Why? Because he did. The producer goes on Imus and says Bartlett's a coward who's siding with puritanical censors and that Hollywood should know he's no friend of the First Amendment. And then the Family Values Leadership Council took out an ad congratulating us for that? Yeah. Seriously? I quit. CJ's totally on Twitter this week. (laughs) And she's going to take the director of the movie. I think she knows who the director is. And she's like, she's trying to use us for publicity. I'm going to roast him or whatever. Apparently the director went on Imus. Don Imus. They keep talking about Don Imus on They here. went on Imus. Remember Imus? No. He, in the morning. On the air Remember when he went down because he called them girls the nappy-headed hoes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah, well, that Imus would have reference a racist. They talk about him in the Jenna Jacobs episode, too. They're really, they're really hoping Imus is going to be there. Well, but. he's not because he's a jerk. So then Carol comes up and she's like, we got a problem. You got to deal with this quote 
about the Surgeon General, and it's from Eleanor. Now everyone thinks it must have been Zoe. Zoe? You mean the one daughter we've ever heard of? The president's <laughs> daughter? The the daughter? The daughter. No, the other daughter. The other daughter. Oh, you mean Zoe, the daughter. Many, no. no, no, there's more than the one daughter. daughter. <laughs> we just never mentioned them before now, but there's other daughters. Yeah, I guess daughters, there's two other. multiple yeah. daughters. Because yeah. they sneak that into because they said it's like my middle daughter. Yeah, if you're gonna have two daughters, my you might as well. Daughter, I'm like, this is why you have issues with your middle daughter because you're calling her your middle daughter. <laughs> this is why I have issues. This is, I think she's the uh, the Tiffany Trump of the Bartlett because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trump frequently says things like, "My daughter, comma, Ivanka, uh-huh. Ivana, whatever. What is which one's Ivanka? Ivanka. Okay, Ivana's the mom. Yeah, but like the comma means." My daughter, my singular daughter. Yes. <laughs> yes. The one that matters. <laughs> but he has another daughter. Yep. And he hates her. It's great. <laughs> and uh, we find out later that the president kind of hates his uh, fictional daughter, too. So. No. Well, he doesn't like that she's like Abby's. He doesn't like the implication that he hates her, but he doesn't he like that she has a does. butt chin. Oh. She's a cutie. I liked it. Well, he doesn't like it. We haven't met her, yes. Let's okay. Look. Um, so Toby is in the commission meeting at this point. They're in the Roosevelt room. Um, this is still that same night next day. This is Thursday. Next day. Okay. So they want to get Seth Gillette, Ed Bigley Jr. on the thing. Toby says he can't guarantee it. And they're like, we just need to keep talking. It's a short scene. CJ then goes and talks to Josh about the Eleanor quote. And Josh is like, oh, Zoe? Quoting Eleanor Bartlett. She said, my father won't fire the Surgeon General. He would never do that. Eleanor? Yeah. You mean Zoe? No, it was Eleanor. Zoe? The president's daughter? <laughs> no, the then, other one. No, the other one. They say her name 45 times in the first three minutes that they introduce her, just so it's like not the one you know, the other one. After that, it's President and Charlie. They're coming off Air Force One, so they're finally back from the trip to Japan. Um, they are worried about East Asian steel flooding the market and screwing mm-hmm. with the U.S. manufacturing industry. Yeah, how topical. Yeah, it's extremely on point there. But then the president has the exact opposite of our current position on that. By dumping low-priced steel on the U.S., do you know what they're asking for? A protectionist response. They're begging for a protectionist response. Do you know what that means? A return to Smoot-Hawley in the Great Depression. A return to Smoot-Hawley in the Great Depression. Well, when you say our our current position, you don't mean our president. Our, our nation's current He agrees position. with our current president. No, he doesn't. Well, our... Okay. He agrees with what our current He's, president did in his business dealings, which was use Chinese steel. Right? Oh, sure, yeah. He disagrees with our the lip service our president pays to like saving jobs. But he's so, like yeah. so he's like knee jerkly against protectionist policy. Like his yeah. like obviously we're not gonna do protectionist What's policies, his quote? but they're like basically forcing me to consider this because the way that they're flooding the market or whatever what was his quote every steel job you'd save domestically would cost taxpayers like eight hundred thousand dollars right for the amount of like the increased cost in steel yeah so leo comes up and meets the president right as he's about to go take questions they all know about this eleanor quote and leo says you can't take any questions today the president goes you mean zoe oh you mean my daughter zoe that said this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like every single person has this reaction and they have the same conversation. It's like, no, this character this new character's well, name they've is they've all Al- been watching the show and they're all very confused. It's like what what do you think the conversation was in the writing room where they all unanimously were like, We must avoid X. I don't know what X well, is. Well they probably were like, Oh, if we say the president's daughter, we have this very well established character that is the president's daughter. 
that we've never made any reference to having sisters. Yeah, it's just a bit overkill. But yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, I get it. So there's one thing in this scene. President's like, says whatever he's saying to Leo, and then he gets in the car, and like he waves before he gets in the car. Like he just he does like a thing to like to the crowd, and then he gets in the car. I'm like, does he have to do that? Every time he gets in and out of a car, because Probably. if it, if not, this press is like, oh, he was like too serious. He or was just was getting right him. into the car. Like, he did didn't you imagine wave? every time you have to get in and out of a car, you have to wave just Wait, in case there's people. The you press guys not do that normally. I don't. <laughs> I do the I, like queen wave where you just cup yeah. your hand and twist it side to side. Yeah, I have fans. Yeah, you gotta you gotta wave to the people when you get in and out of the car. Is it- all right, I'll try it. <laughs> so there was a quick cameo here from Renee Estevez, who was Ooh. holding the door open. Oh. And I just, I just want to, I want everybody listening and at this table, just take a moment and think about like a family dinner, and it's Martin Sheen, Renee Estevez, and her brothers Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh, there's another one. There's a, a girl. <laughs> yeah. They have a sister. Yeah, she's in the show. Totally. Wait, what? She's the the, the blonde like the, assistant like, helper assist- lady. She's the most hidden extra. She's, um, that's almost Mrs. Mrs. Landingham's like assistant. She's she's like just a random background character. And she's a, Mar- a Sheen. She's, she's in the Sheen family. She's Renee Estevez. And you spotted her. You knew her. Well, what yeah, is this? She's, she's well, in yeah. The show. Oh, right. Do you think that like the incredibly obvious overemphasis on my other daughter? Is just a fun joke because Martin Sheen is literally standing right next to his real daughter. Maybe my other my other Good child catch, Jay. that you didn't mm. know I had, who's right in front of your face the whole time. Yeah. Boom, magic. <laughs> After that, Josh. Are you and sure it's Don- not the Almond Brothers? <laughs> Josh and Donna, after that, there's a, um, a quick little moment. They made a reference to this earlier in the episode where somebody reaches up and is turning the POTUS clock back to get the POTUS clock back on time. I like the detail. It's a great shot. Um, it's a real thing. There is a POTUS clock. and I, There's, there's a, really a POTUS clock. Yeah, I found, I found a news story where they somebody called this out in a like situation room photo or something like that. But there was like, th- there were digital clocks, but it was like, you know, New York, London, POTUS. <laughs> I want my own clock. Yeah. I've got one for you. I kind of like the idea friendship. of a objection of a POTUS clock that you could get that just shows what like that. They're all linked. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so you always, so you always know. know what time. You don't know where he is. You don't know. Yeah. It's just time zones. Yeah. You just know the zone, baby. Yeah. It could be anywhere. Do you think it would be easier to just keep like 12 clocks and, and just, hang up the right and one? And just move the POTUS side? Rather no, than having to turn. You just, no, you just change a arrow. <laughs> underneath or just like a sign <laughs> that's like potus is here no POTUS. like anything that has like a red dot that's, that's what i said sign. yeah yeah that was what i thought yeah well i said it better. well i said it also so there's a little right. donna josh right. scene going okay, back then. and forth about the legalization stuff donna is preaching some truth here in a free society you don't need a reason to make something legal you need a reason to make something illegal donna's a fucking weed head she knows what's up this is just one of their, you know, it's one of their scenes. They have, they each make their points and they don't really resolve anything. After that, President and CJ. So CJ's in the Oval Office. The president comes in. He's really upset because he thinks that the reporter, Danny, who apparently is still working at the White House because the president threatens to pull his credentials. So 
He's still been there, even though we haven't seen him. He thinks that Danny called Eleanor. Sir, what the hell is Danny Kincannon doing calling my kids? Mr. I, I have set up monumental, unprecedented, unbreakable rules about my children in the press. I have gotten White House reporters transferred to Yemen for approaching Zoe and Elizabeth. It is the law. Hold on. Is that against the law to well, call he, people? He says it's... No, I know. It's, it's an informal law. Oh, but... Do, okay. It's just like... He thought he was... I it's think, like, if you violate this, we will cut off your access. Like, it's a it's a rule, Okay, basically. It's and, against the rule. I think he's being a little power hungry here. Yeah. I mean, I thought look, it was a law. He I really mean, delivered that line. I felt it, too. Yeah. I mean, I okay, don't, I was like, don't call the president... Well, I, I think he's like trying stalkers. to... He's saying, like, I... This is so important to me. I enforce it as if it were. He's the like, law. I am the law. Yeah. He was. He was uh, a Judge Dredd moment. Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Where has Danny been? I he, wonder if that actor had. What other job did he have? He's working during this time. He directs a lot of stuff. Seriously? He's a director. I wonder. Has he directed anything that we know? Sure. He directs a lot of TV. Let's look up. Some I know TV. It is Danny. the golden age of television, so that's a pretty good. Thing. Hey, did you see that new show? Timothy Busfield. Oh, what a name! He's directed an episode of Nashville. He directed uh, an episode of Graceland. He directed an episode. Oh, he directed He's two got episodes of He's Children, on theme. Children's Hospital. Oh, which is a good show. That's a great. He directed a, an episode soap? of Franklin and Bash. Oh, you guys should be I listening to Frank- my Franklin and Bash podcast. I watch Frank and B. <laughs> he directed five episodes of Damages. He directed uh-huh. Lipstick Junk. He's directed a lot of shit. Wow. He's like a. He directed six episodes of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. He Is he more that of a director sucks. than an actor at this it point? It seems like it. He directed nine episodes of Ed, which is a TV show I quite Mr. like. Mr. Ed? Ed. Ed it TV. A, it was an NBC show. There was a movie called Ed TV. It had um, Julie Bowen from Modern Family. She's funny. Yeah, I know her. She's, She's in it. She has Michael Ian Black in it. It's a good TV show. Oh. If you guys haven't seen Ed, you should watch Ed. All right. He directed two episodes of Sports Night. Okay. He directed three episodes of Thirty Something, and a bunch of other random shit. But uh, yeah, Timothy Busfield. I guess he added some some gigs. He guys, be there. he works. You don't know. He's just working. He's just doing his job. Going to. The briefings, writing the stories. Putting in the day-to-day work. Just doing the day-to-day. So CJ says, Mr. President, Danny didn't call her. I was told it was Danny. Yes, sir. She called him. She called him? And it's almost like that scene in The Simpsons where they slow down when Ralph's heart breaks. <laughs> and you can <laughs> you can find the freeze frame where the president's heart breaks in this scene <laughs> when he finds out that uh, one of his daughters spoke out of turn against him, and he is uh, not happy about it. He has Charlie summon her to the White House. And he Immediately. Doesn't gi- he doesn't give a damn about her. Not at her convenience. No. At her inconvenience. Yeah, make he it. He doesn't say that, but he means that. It's implied. Get her ass down here. Yeah. Char. So then Josh comes in, and he is, this is where I think Josh is not doing his job properly. Uh, He says, we got to be against this. This is really bad politically. All the Senate committees are against us, blah, blah, blah. You know, law and order groups are against us. And like, who's for us? 
was coming to her defense. The Cannabis Society, the Cannabis Coalition, E-Cannabis Unum, the American Hemp League, and Friends of Mary Jane. And he's like, oh, like the Pot Smokers the International. The hemp. Yeah, the Mary Jane Coordination Committee. There's some funny names in there. There wasn't a single criminal justice reform group mm. in the world that was right for yeah. this. Yeah. Like, th- really? No, oh, and nobody. This whole scene reminds me of a of a line that Joey Lucas had in the last episode, which was, you know, about the French prince who's like seeing all of his people like marching in with some direction, and he's like, "Oh, tell me where my people are headed, so I can lead them there." Yeah, isn't that exactly what's happening in the scene? Pretty much, but I think he's being like he thinks it's bad politics, so he's giving the president incomplete information. To make his side look better. No, but the whole point is like, instead of saying you can help shift the politics by being a leader, he's yeah. like, this is where things have been when yeah. you've been completely MIA on this. So you need to like sure. follow the winds that are already blowing. Yeah, totally. And then the president also doesn't say like, hey, I, I was thinking about rethinking a drug policy anyway, so maybe we should yeah, they were, step back a second. They and were talk rethinking about, this. about it, but CJ insists... <clears throat> the president is 100% against legalizing drugs, including marijuana. 100%? 100%? I'm like 100% on like two things. What you know, are, ice are, cream what, what are those? and sleep. That's You're pro it. ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. And pro sleep? Yeah. Pro, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. If there was a medication that you could take where you never had to sleep again, oh boy. would you take it? Nope. No, I, like I love sleep. sleeping. What would you do all night? Well, same the shit you do during the day. Sleep. Fucking, Try to go to sleep. Fucking work. <laughs> no, thanks. You no, can't no, jerk no. off all night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What if you, What if you had a separate pill that let, that, that fix that problem okay. too? <laughs> well, it could be. You're, you're gonna be on a cocktail. Now we're talking. I would like uh, something that makes me able to selectively sleep a little bit less, but I would always like to have sleep. Amphetamines. Mm. Without, like, driving me crazy, though. Like, I, you know, that makes it... Because you still need the sleep, and you still become sleep-deprived. I'd like to not be sleep-deprived ever. Next scene, Toby in the lobby, and he f- is with Sam at first. There's a joke about a misprint where they call it the Sturgeon General instead of the Surgeon General. It's a weak joke, walk, folks. Walk, walk, walk. Yeah, no good. And then Andy shows up. Yay. Um, Sam is in his proto chris traeger from parks and recs mode in this he's like i'm as fit as a fiddle andy how are you <laughs> toby's to- not happy. toby's like get get the fuck out of here sam you're gone and then toby literally starts trying to butter her up because he's like i got all these pastries here sit down and let let me convince you with something sticking butter in her Ooh. and then this scene gets i swear to god extremely erotic on purpose <laughs> so she's like I don't think this commission's a good idea. I'm not for it, uh, and I'm not going to help you convince the guy. And then Ginger pops her head in, and she's like, says something, and right as Andy's saying that, and she, she, Toby goes, Ginger, close the door. And he stands up and pulls his suit jacket back, and the angle oh, he you only busts see... His, he gives the gut out. Yeah, and That's the, only, he gives thing, the, the only angle you see is Toby from the... <laughs> right at his... You see his crotch. Right. It's like mid mid torso to knee, and to knee to to knee, and he's standing nice. and it's angled so that he's right in front and she's there and she has a croissant in her hand and she's going, ah. she's like putting her mouth down on the croissant, 
<laughs> so, so that's the, there's that. So it's like you then, were thinking sexual. Okay. It was, this was I, 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 this I was hundred percent there. I okay. swear to God. I called this gut dominance. Gut. Well, because he yeah. came out. No, he, no. no she said no, and he had his hands on his hips too, yeah, yeah. which is the classic position he, to get a a, a, a bj in. A bj. <laughs> a so okay, so they do that, and they set up a scene where they're dating too, because she yeah. gives him like a pe- a peck on the lips in the lobby. Mm-hmm. So then they cut to Charlie and Miss Landingham, and Miss Landingham, you know, in like a movie. What are they doing? So no, so Miss Landing. So no. you, know, you know, in a movie, that it's like, oh, the couple's starting to have sex. Let's like show a train driving through a tunnel right. or something. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Miss Landingham's like, oh yeah, Dial in for Murder. It's a great movie. A fine film. I know it well. Ray Milan, Grace Kelly, Robert Cumming. Likes- They're coming, and she says it like she's like she paused. She's like, oh, uh, what's his name? Coming. And she it's does the a first wink. thing. It's the next fourth line wall. in this episode. It's. So there on purpose, oh and they're and what God. they're talking about is the erotic scenes in the movie that Charlie didn't show. Charlie, well, he would have especially enjoyed the scene where the Prince Michigan character has a seizure while engaging in an erotic fantasy in the Long Island Church. Charlie, please don't say the word erotic in the Oval Office. So uh, it's like I. This is there, Eric. I, you're a sex head. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but Can I. You- I swear to God, it's there. We can watch this scene right now, and you guys can get give me your reactions. Okay. Can you, over that whole conversation we just had, put in some like porn groove? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. You got it. I think you guys got to verify me on this, but I, I watched this like five times. What if we don't see it at all? Then I'm going to cut this. This is not, this is like too adult contemporary jazz, Jesus. No. What's going on? It's not like. Do you want me to pull up a porn group? No, wait. I'll I'll do that in post. (laughs) 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 I'd fuck to Seinfeld. Yeah. It's very quick. Okay. But watch. She says no. Watch when Ginger comes in. Then he busts out the gut. Uh, He's sh- no Danish. Bill. Put that. Oh, put and the Danish listen, down. Put the Danish down. We got business. Grace Kelly, I didn't see that part of our eating coming. the Danish though. I know she. I, I see it. I, <laughs> I, 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 I. You don't think that's there? I want you to keep this. You don't in. think that's there? I mean, shut I, the door. Put the Danish down. Yeah, that's there. And he pulls his like. Why does he stand up and like pull his he's a suit fat jacket guy. back? What is the point of standing up in that context? That's gut dominance. I see, I, it is gut, gut dominance. dominance. I I don't know. Like I see, I see what you're saying, but <laughs> I don't like. I hear see. the words coming yeah. out of your mouth. Yeah, but I don't like. I don't see it. With I my see eyes. the Danish going into her mouth, but I don't see. Why at that angle? That's such a weird angle to shoot. Who directed I, this episode? I feel like it was Danny Cannon to get her like reaching for the Danish funny reaction, and then him saying, "Put it down." By the way, Ken Cannon, great porn name. Because the subject matter of the next scene is all about erotic imagery and right, movies. Right. It's like if it's there on purpose, it's fucking brilliant. I'll put it that way. Okay. And if it's not, I'm fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, it's a win-win. It's yeah, a win-win. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I see the. I guess when you described it, it seemed very. It sounded very overt. But no, it's, it's very a split subtle. second. You have to it's be looking for subtle, it. Very subtle, you know. <laughs>
Can't take your eye they're off the deck. Get, they're trying to get in your mm-hmm, mind mm-hmm. with that erotica. Mm-hmm. And I think there's an even, <laughs> even subtler one later. Oh, Ooh. boy. I can't wait Ooh. to hear this. With, I think Eric's a sex mm. head. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> so, and then uh, at the end of the Charlie Miss Landingham scene, Eleanor pops in. She's got a butt for a chin. She's a butt chin, and this is—I no, don't think so. This is the titular Ellie. I will—I will say that I identify more with Eleanor than any other character <laughs> that's on this show. <laughs> she is me. I am her, and we are—we are very happy together. We is she is a cleft chin. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. I don't even know what you mean. Just the shape of her face looks like a butt. Is that what you're saying? She's got like a like a potato face. She's got a Mrs. <laughs> potato Head. In like a good way. Remember like, when you used to make uh, little puppets out of with the uh, stockings? Oh yeah. Okay, that's not what I mean. I meant like <laughs> she's like she's like white bread, you know. <laughs> Wait, Jason, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly what you're talking about. And they have that fu- that fucking yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. when you were like, oh, well, can you buy me Mr. <laughs> potato Head? And your grandma's like, no, 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 come here. <laughs> Let me show you. You can do it your own. Let's make a shittier version of it. (laughs) Yeah, we were poor. Okay. But Mr. Potato Head, I think, was pretty cheap. Well, wow, Al, everything's relative. Yeah. Can I ask a question here? Wouldn't you just? It's cheaper and better to just take an actual potato and stick things into it than to make one out of. Oh, that's kind of like how it started. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. I think about. you used to just buy the add-ons. The body was oh, a was an add-on was oh, a, later a later edition. Oh. I felt very limited during, during and the great potato thing. By the plastic oh, yeah. Mr. Potato Head body. Yeah. Oh, it's the like, body. Uh, that makes right? sense. Pre-body. Oh, before plastics. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Is there a Just give you a couple real ears in the box. Is there like an ad for like pre-body Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> Maybe. Try. You, I would, like, I would like to see that. <laughs> yes, there is. Vintage original Mr. Potato Head ad, 1960s. Yes. <laughs> All we have to play with are these potatoes. He used to come with a trailer. How about that? <laughs> oh, my God. This He's thing a nightmare. is terrifying. <laughs> you stick him right on the car. <laughs> Oh my god! Do you guys watch Rick and Morty? Yeah. Do you know the guy who's like, "Show me what you got"? The big head. <laughs> this is that. Oh right? boy. Yes. At least we're watching this commercial. Ah, oh, that is funny. Oh, so fu- oh, oh my god, boy. that one. Oh my god, the one. Uh, really, all of them yeah. were nightmares. That's all. Two dollars. That's a good price, folks. Good but that's like one hundred dollars in today's dollars. Yeah, but that's still a good price. What year was that? Nineteen. House for him. 105. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's my unpopular opinion. Rick and Morty is not a good show. Whoa! No, 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 Oh, boy. Well, I guess not at correct. the end of this podcast, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I've only watched two episodes. No, no, and that's I did why. Not no, care. Yeah, I that happened to us. I promise you. I promise you. If you watch the first season, by the end of the first season, you'd be like, I, I. I totally understand why we I didn't watched, like the first two episodes, yeah. and I am convinced that we this is an exactly amazing show. The same thing. We watched the first two, and we're like, this isn't funny. What's the big deal? And then we gave it Because like there's a no year. jokes in the first two episodes. Right. They're bad. Keep watching. It's what? just like, oh, it's like, oh, look how strange this thing right. is. And like, it's just oh. like a bunch of burping no, and stuff. Like yeah, becomes, and like the dog robots, which is like, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. No, no, no. It's, 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 it's completely like, changed. Brilliant. It's funny. Okay. Completely changed. And layered and like amazing. So good. Here's here's my unpopular opinion. The first two episodes of Rick and Morty are no good. Agree, agree. No, 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 that's a popular opinion. Speaking 
Preaching to the speakers. <laughs> there. Preaching to the speakers. Speaker That's preaching. It. So next scene, Surgeon General and Leo, but first we get a little Margaret interlude, and she's got some theories about mice and cancer. Red meat has been found to cause cancer in white rats. Maraschino cherries have been found to cause cancer in white rats. Cellular phones have been found to cause cancer in white rats. Has anyone examined the possibility that cancer might be hereditary in white rats? Let me tell you something. I'm not 100% sure we've ruled that out. And she is on point. Yeah, it makes sense. Surgeon General's like, yep, you, you, you doubt it. We're going to look for- into that. I forgot to ask my question. Okay, so like, is it about mice? Does a Surgeon General have to be a surgeon? No. No. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know? I just the, made that up. No, no the, we just said that. I we just, don't know. No. But I just we have know. no fucking I like idea. Know, yeah, like but in no. My, in my like heart, I know. The most complicated <laughs> surgeries are performed by the surgeon general. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, like fixing jobs. They lead our surgeons in the field. So Leos kind of just yells at her a little bit. It's kind of it's similar to the scene with Josh. Tells her she's got to resign uh, by the end of the day. I guess with Leo says it, you you do it. Josh says it, you can blow him off. But Leo says you got to. Yeah, do it. Leo, come on. You're going to listen to Leo. Yeah. Leo's Leo. So uh after that is Also a delicious breakfast uh option. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I have a maybe an unpopular opinion of my own that Leo omelets are not that great. Moving on. Wait, what's a Leo omelet? It's lox, egg, and onion. So, now it's so it's like smoked a, salmon, egg, okay. and onion. Acronym. And the reason it's not that great is because smoked salmon is not good hot. Because here's why. It's, it's an just, acronym. Can we fast forward through this? It's the salty fish. This is shit. And when you heat it up. <laughs> this is just garbage. W- hear me out. When you heat oh, up a salty fish. You get ca- fish and chips and it's delicious. That's not how that works. No. And you know it. It's yes, you know that. And you know that. <laughs> and it get like concentrates the salt and it's too salty. So there's after that is in the outer office, uh the oval office and it's Charlie talking to Eleanor and they're having maybe the most normal people conversation ever to happen on the West Wing. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, you're going to grad school, huh? What are you thinking about studying? She's like, I'm thinking about this. Oh, how's your sister? Oh, she's, you know, she's doing good. It's like totally. There's no weird old 20s references. Yeah, they're not like uh, fighting each other. It's just totally two normal people talking about a thing. And then in the distance, you hear Hurricane Dad coming ashore. (laughs) And he's (laughs) screaming about retaliatory tariffs and shoving the Golden Gate Bridge up Japan's ass and like just like making a scene and like yucking it up with a like multiple generals by his side. I don't know why he's talking to them about a trade tariffs thing I or whatever. I think he's power moving his own daughter. They go into the Oval Office together and so he's like, why don't we ever see you? Uh, you only live in Baltimore. You go to John Hopkins, which is a 40 minute car ride. He's dad as fuck. Yeah. It's really annoying. I gotta say I a little bit agree because she didn't even come to the hospital when he got shot. Yeah. he. We didn't even see her at all yeah. first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she had her boards the next day. Did she say that? No. <laughs> She's not even at that point. Let's insert retcon here. <laughs> I think there's some blame maybe to go around on both sides, but I'm as a person who skips out on social obligations all the time, <laughs> I'm right there with you, Eleanor. You're Ellie, my girl. Ellie yeah. is wow, bae. you are Ellie. <laughs> Ellie is bae. Yeah, yeah and, I wrote that here. And yeah. as soon as he kind of starts going into like the moralizing part, she's just like checks out. Yes. Eleanor. When you put your head down, your hair falls in your face, and I can't see your face, and I can't hear what you're saying. Now look at me and talk to me. That seems like a conversation they've had a thousand times before, probably. Like, if she I don't existed. Think yeah. <laughs> right. And this isn't like the fifth season of Buffy. <laughs> Maybe they just adopted her. 
<laughs> like the week before and didn't show it. <laughs> She's the late adopted middle child. <laughs> yeah. That's like the we, worst position. We adopted a 24-year-old. Yeah. That was the best way, by the way, that season of Buffy ever yeah. to introduce a character. They're like, yeah, she, like it was brilliant. Wait, she, what did they do? The, the first she episode, is, of the, I think it's the fifth season of Buffy. They just like start. And it, this was a very continuity, like long story arc kind of show, right? And there's just Buffy has a little sister. Nice. And she's always been there. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck is what the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's awesome. And they don't address it for like a good like four or five episodes, maybe three episodes. And then the explanation, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> but the explanation yeah, it's, been, it's been thirty years. Like they have an amazing like story that explains what the hell's going on. Excuse me. Explain it. I'm not yeah, gonna explain. It. So Dawn's an all-powerful all right. being, and she's like tricked everybody into thinking that she was there the whole time, but actually she wasn't. She's uh, like hiding from evil forces by convincing everyone that she's always existed in their family. So is that possibly what's going on here? Yes. Yeah, probably. Yes. Ellie is an all-powerful being. <laughs> she finally snaps a little bit. She was asked a question, and she said what she knew to be true. And when you start firing doctors for that, you've crossed the line somewhere. There is politics involved in this, Ellie. And you knew it would make me unhappy, and that's why you did it, and that's cheap. I didn't do it to make you unhappy, Dad. Well, you sure didn't do it to make me happy. I don't know how to make you happy, Dad. For that, you got to talk to Zoe or Liz. He just, like, shuts down and, like, doesn't look at her again. We're done here. Door's over there, bitch. I go out. That door over there. And like he's so fucking mean to her. It's a pretty great scene because he's a different character around her. I think they sell the these who do not get along very well. Yeah. Aspect of it. He's such a dick. Yeah. President Dad sucks. Not cool. He's like always had the high energy with with Zoe, but like with Zoe, he's sweet with her. Yeah, it's like when he gets angry at Zoe, there's like so much love. He's behind protecting it. her. Yeah. He's a woman protector. Yeah. But with Ellie, he's like, he's just angry at her. Yeah. I just want to say, I, <clears throat> I am also a woman protector. Same. Thanks guys. On behalf of all the women. Thank you. No, I would do it don't, just cause I love don't you. Don't give them that. Thanks that they are asking for. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can tell by my tone. You're welcome. I couldn't. That I'm completely genuine about this. <laughs> That's so subtle. So after that, we go back to Toby and Andy, and they've uh, finished up by now. And uh, Toby has a pretty good um, kind of rant here just about like why they're doing the Social Security Commission. Because you can't solve Social Security and ask people to run for election at the same time. So why not give politicians some cloud cover and let it be lawmakers for a while? He's super passionate about backroom deals. Yeah. He's like we can... the most passionate. He, what he believes in, truly, backroom deals. Mitch McConnell tries to, in do secret. A, tries to do a secret health care bill and everybody's shitting on it. Wow, but look who the good guy is. It's Toby. So I thought this was a pretty good Toby scene. This is like a clip reel scene for Toby. And it, he's just very convincing here. And as they're walking out, Andy's Wait, like... Wait, do we agree? Is doing it in secret good? Well, th- we were talking doing about Doing it in this, secret? Right? We talked about this a couple episodes ago. And what do you ago. say? Doing it in secret? I mean, it depends on who's doing it in secret, you know? I know the, that's not fair. Toby. The way Toby describes it, it's like, there's equal representation from everybody. All the relevant stakeholders are in the room. I think there is something to be said for, like, internal 
positions that you take during a negotiation don't need to be publicly scrutinized and held against you forever. But I think they do. Like, Why? I, well, I think that... I mean, sort of. I think that... I mean, at that point, that's saying, like, any compromise means that you're, like, a... You're a flip-flopper. Because, well, like, oh, you said that you, this was what you wanted, and then you agreed to this other thing later. <laughs> like, how can you be for these two different things? That must mean that you really... Do yeah. you guys remember but, when Obama had, like, oh, an entire week's worth of five-hour-a-day-long conferences yeah. with Republican leaders in the Senate and the House over Obamacare? Yes. And they televised it. So you could like go home and you could watch five hours of the president. Like he was at the meeting the whole time. And knew his shit. Knew his shit backwards and forwards. And none of the other politicians knew anything except for a couple of them. Like, uh, was it Tom Corbin, who's like actually a doctor? A couple other people. But for the most part, no, no one knew Dick. And he was just sitting there schooling them. Max Baucus. Max, well, he didn't know shit. He was just a sellout to the insurance industry, and that's why they picked him, because this was all just a giveaway to the insurance companies anyway. But regardless, that was a perfect example of, I think, why ultimately a public meeting is a bad idea. Because Obama was just trying to inform. You could tell. Like, he wasn't trying to be a dick. He wasn't trying to shame anyone. He was just like, hey, guys, like, here's why I think this actually is a good idea. Here's the problems we have. We all agree those are the problems. Here's how my plan fixes it. And none of them could say, like, Oh, that's interesting. Uh, how does that work? Like, none of them can ask a question where they were like showing they were even remotely open minded because to do so would be political suicide. Immediately, they'd be demonized as like a moderate Republican who was trying to compromise I guess the with thing, the Democrats. Though, is that I don't believe that behind closed doors they're any better than they are in public. Well, I think ultimately they have no interest in actually solving the problems of people. Right. But I think. Toby's not coming from that cynical place. Well, to the way that Toby is sort of characterizing it is that, you know, like the general population gets in the way of them making policy. Well, the, the, the short-term ups and downs of fundraising that comes from sniping is what gets in the way of people actually working towards a long-term goal and every word you ever say being videotaped yeah. and like being able to be in a campaign ad because yeah. you're like oh maybe uh you know you could imagine in a social security thing where it's like oh if we talked about raising the benefits maybe we could discuss making the age a year older and then you just take that clip of like we could discuss taking the age a year older and then it's like therefore raising the social security age so this is why in, right. in all litigation it's a rule like an actual rule that nothing said in a settlement negotiation is admissible in any other context in the litigation hmm. so it creates a situation where you can go hey look even if my guy you know, does have a weak case on this issue, like, and then you can sort of play things out and you can talk about it, you can feel free. And even in emails with opposing counsel, if you just put for settlement purposes only, they are not able to submit that as, as anything to the actual trial. Search. So you should so just make you, that your, yeah, your, your, footer. Your, your footer. People do. Yeah. All the time. That's my new footer. Yeah. Do you have one of those lawyerly footers? I have Everything one, contained in this information. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, I have blah, to blah. have a confidentiality one in case, like, you know, someone gets sent an email by accident, even something that I didn't send, and then they gets forwarded or whatever, just to sort of you're like RTs are not endorsements. It's like I, to minimize the to make sure people are aware of the fact that something was sent in error, so that any breach of attorney-client privilege is minimized. I it's don't just have my to be name it. on my emails. I just put dash e on my personal yeah, yeah. ones. That's I my footer. Just you know. So me, me, Elise, and I could both send somebody an email. We could. Do you do a uppercasey? Lowercase do a lowercase. I, I do a lowercase. Oh, I do an upper. Okay. Oh. So if you get an email from an E, okay. it's lowercase. It's from yeah. 
It's her you're hair. the yeah. You're E. Literally Biggie. Biggie. Oh, that's so cute. Call me. Let's say we should have a cute. Call me Little Biggs and the So they're walking out of the office. Toby's walking Andy out, and she's like, "Oh, by the way, I." put you on the board of the leukemia thing that I'm involved with. Uh, you think it'd be a better idea to ask me first? I really didn't. Interesting. I found that when I skip over that first step and move right to the second step, it becomes a lot harder for people to say no. Listen, you'll have fun. You look he's like, oh, you could just put people on boards and not tell yeah. them? Yeah, and he's like, wait a minute, I could apply this to my situation. So this brings me to my new phrase that I use all the time, which is better to ask forgiveness than permission. Ooh, and I actually do use that all the time it now. It is true. Isn't that the thing you said before? No, no. Before I said too much carrot, not enough stick. Ah, that's a good one too. Yeah. You should use that one. Elise. The forgiveness permission okay. thing is is good. That's stick. a pretty decent rule. Yeah, it works a lot. Yeah. I say better better to be carried by six than judged by twelve. What? That's my thing. Is that a like drinking mantra or something? It's a gun. It's a gun thing. Like, you better be shot. You'd rather be shot and have had your gun. No, you'd rather be... What? <laughs> yeah, you'd rather be dead and have had your gun than... Wait, wait. you have to go to trial. Oh, carried by six like a <laughs> casket. I don't know. It's a gun thing, guys. Well, maybe you shouldn't use Oh, guns, six, yeah, and 12, like 12 people on a jury. Oh. Uh, Boom. Nailed it. Good figure. I'm a riddle out. solver. Yeah. I'm a mystery thing. solver. People say it. And Brayden's an accidental riddle <laughs> giver. <laughs> like Gollum. Let me pass your bridge now. All right. So <laughs> Sam is um, in a meeting that were it to take place today, people would lose their minds. He's in a meeting about what further censorship on the media can we put into place? <laughs> because we've already got rap music lockdown we've got v chips and tvs you guys remember v chips yeah i'm reading about v chips of course i used to have a to what? hack the password on the v chip you v had a v chip so the my v grandparents chip, had a v chip uh over the air broadcast i guess cable stuff too they embed somehow the rating for the thing and in the tvs you can via pat parental control say like this thing cannot show tvma content unless somebody types in 69420 as the password or whatever it is that's that's my password for the v chip but yeah that's also my password can you take that out (laughs) so um i yeah the wikipedia page for v chip is a pretty funny thing because it has this nobody really knows what the v and v chip stands for but there's some theories violence like my v card yeah the phrase v chip was for purportedly coined by Representative Edward J. Markey of Massachusetts. According to him, the V stands for violence. I think it stands for vagina. Yeah. Oh. It stands for vagina? However, I stand for vagina. In an interview with Tom Collings, one of the people who claimed to have invented the device, he says that it was intended to stand for viewer control, which it would be the VC chip. Yeah, VC chip. So I don't think that one is. But others in the broadcast industry attribute the development of the V chip system to Jack Valenti, the head of the Motion Picture Association of America at the time. And the V is often mistakenly assumed to stand for Valenti. You were bored as <laughs> no. well. The Valenti chip. <laughs> I just think it's funny that there's like, nobody knows what this thing is like stands for. I can't believe there's no like official answer <laughs> right. for this. Yeah. Do they still put them in there? They were required no. by law for a while. They're, now we just have more sophisticated parental controls on everything. Yeah, right. and it's it's, it's all like Netflix now anyways. 
But I mean, it, things have become even more locked down and controlled. They have. However, it can be overridden by anyone who reads the television's manual to find out how to reset the password back to zero, zero, and zero, zero. And that's exactly what I did at my grandparents' house. You just unplug it and plug it back in and yep. it goes back to zero. Yep. Nice. So Brilliant. Love it. Way around that. Don't teach your kids to read. There you go. Don't teach them how electricity works. Yeah. Actually, don't let them do I anything. I have no idea how electricity Raise works. Raise them qu- like a Quaker. I have no idea. Well, it's a I don't need to. Jews. I don't need to know. You kind of do. I don't. So <laughs> Sam Paul's the producer of the movie, the director. This is produ- the guy. He's directory. I, I thought he's producer. I actually don't remember. Because he's like trying to sell the movie. Yeah. He's like trying to like drum up publicity for it and stuff. Or he works for the studio. I don't know. He's a guy that's a studio was pul- man. doing all the shenanigans <laughs> with this, this movie. Guy. Um, and Sam's like, hey, pal, don't use us for your publicity. Your movie sucks. Nobody wants to see it, and you're you're bad, and it's bad. And then he says, or next time, you'll have to go through me. You understand what I'm saying, right? And I'm like, no, Sam, I don't. I think Sam was is he gonna, threatening force. I think he was going to threaten to beat him up. Um, this oh. is the other scene where I he think there was like a beat up guy. split second of eroticism, and it's also related to the movie, so I think it ties in. But he's like, "Am I here for a Sam Seaborn scolding?" And Sam like comes around the <laughs> desk and they get their faces really close, and he's like, "Yeah, you are." Does yeah. he go behind him and like pull him close? And yeah, he say, pulls the shades down. Yes, you are. For one, um, that implies that Sam has a rep around town as giving scoldings yeah because he's like am i here for one he's of the famous sam seaborn scoldings he's not a scolder yeah not even around town this guy's from la yeah around the world <laughs> you know sam owns the guy pretty well he's good at that he's, sam he does his scolding thing yeah then he's <laughs> then he threatens to beat him up and the guy leaves and sam's like why don't you go prove to us how much you love us i don't even know what they want out of that meeting though so what Wait, how are you not honing in on that last line <laughs> <laughs> as part of yeah, your... Get down yeah. on your knees yeah. and tell me you love me. Yeah. Prove how much you love me. Yeah, see, it's it's there. And it's, uh, it's everything It's related to this, when they talk about this movie is when they have these things. I, I think it's a, I think it's there. Do you I think, think this is a real movie? Like that they're basing this off Prince, of? I think, uh, what is Prince of Tides. Is it the Prince of Tides? Gangs of New York. Gangs oh. of New York. Charlie, uh, Charlie's description of the movie earlier is the pretty passion. funny. It makes it sound so terrible. Um, it's like a Christ-like bum. And is that a, a, it, it sounds like it's a remake of that Dostoevsky novel. The Fisher the idiot. King. Was it? The Idiot. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, right. He actually mentions he that. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Wait, did you actually just pick yeah, that yeah, up on your I, own? No, because I know that Dostoevsky wrote like a, like a what if the Messiah came and we would just shit all over him yeah. book. We find out at the end of the scene that Toby was listening the whole time and he comes in and does like a back behind the back throw and gives Sam a ball. So it's good job. You did, you did it. You yelled at the guy for us. Um, and that's the end of the movie plot line. Yay. Um, and now we go into good movie time. Um, it's dial M for murder, Alfred Hitchcock and the good old movie that Hitchcock made. And it's good. Some of those movies are good. No. Yeah. Birds is good. Oh, Rear window uh, is good. Uh, um, and that other one with the dinner party, is Mm-mm. it rope? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Somebody did a great thing. Have you seen Rear Window? You know it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where they took all the shots from the perspective of the rear window, it's like into that courtyard, yeah. and 
align them in real time in physical space so that you see the events happen spatially from the perspective. So it's like there's like a mat of the backyard and then all the events in the different windows actually oh. like happen yeah, and so they're like, like all they're like, per- it's like a fisheye kind of style they're like perspective like so they're full frame because you like looking through binoculars but they like zoom them down so you only see it happening in the windows and stuff huh it's a really That's impressive so amount of work cool. to put in That's to make amazing. a cool version <laughs> um but no no those movies are bad What's uh North by Northwest is considered oh, one of like the best movies good. ever made. Yeah, the people I um, watch that. people I say that it's one. good. I think it's very you, good. That guy no, no. just died. It is not it is not like Landau. He was in it. Yeah, it's Martin not Landau. an exceptionally good Hitchcock movie. It's a good Hitchcock movie. I hmm. thought it was really It's just good. different. It's like him making like a Bond movie. Sure. It's not like a horror movie or whatever. So yeah, it's not the same kind of subtlety to it. You know they use Hershey syrup for the blood because it was black and white? I think I learned that in the Universal yes! Alfred Hitchcock um, fully making. That. Yes, I did <laughs> know that because I also went to Alfred Hitchcock's b- uh, b- movie. Yeah, when, when they picked me out of the crowd to be the gaffer, I was so excited. Oh yeah. my God, you got to be the gaffer? I got to be the gaffer. I got to be the... Um, on the carousel. Wait, is that where you make noise? You make the noise? Yeah. No, that's a Foley artist. I thought the gaffer was the guy that like holds the, the Yeah, microphone. the gaffer is like the... Yeah. Or is that the grip? I think they're both the same thing. Maybe. You got to like <laughs> go on the carousel that was like spinning out of control. No. Oh, the green screen acting. Yeah. Thing. And, and then there, were, you, the, there was the monster one where you got to go on the fly machine. Yeah. And then the uh, one where you're like f- fake falling. Oh, yeah, yeah. The vertigo one. Do they still have this? Vertigo's also. I don't think so. All that shit's like way more like mainstream stuff now. It's not like you want me to pretend I'm on a ride. <laughs> <laughs> they have this pretty nice theater set up. They're you know they're watching a movie. They're on couches, which is kind of a nice way to watch a movie. Yeah. Um, on a big screen like that, they kind of cut around to some different people, and they show Josh and Donna, and Josh is like, "This is bad. The president's not talking during the movie, <laughs> uh, and he usually talks during the movie, so he must like- be in his in his head." I just I'm wondering why Josh and Don are sitting together in this like after hours movie event. They were gonna leave together earlier in the episode. Yeah. It's like yo you you ready to go? Things are really imminent at this point. It's for there. Yeah. yeah. They're close. So they the president steps out, he talks to the Surgeon General, and she gives him a resignation letter. Um, but first, he has some questions that he would like to ask her um, because he is extremely paranoid with respect to his daughter's actions. He's like, Millie, did you put her up to it? Sir? My father won't fire the Surgeon General. He would never do that. You didn't put her up to it? No, sir. You didn't pick up the phone after Josh came to see you and say, Ellie, it's your godmother. Let's stick it to your old man and paint him into a corner. Uh, we learned that she is Ellie's godmother which is a uh, which is a thing i guess i thought only f- you had a fairy god catholicism oh, okay all right they had the god yeah in that, okay and the president's a big catholic right because i don't have any of that stuff i don't have it either okay and so should you put your children's yes. godparents no, in no, no. the cabinet yeah it feels a little a little nepotism y, a little. Sure. Uh, I mean, my parents put little... my godparents in the cabinet all the time. <laughs> like the, the actual physical yeah, cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. But yeah, it feels like a bit of a conflict of interest. So She seems qualified. She wears that yes. general suit. And she has well. the lollies. Why do they wear that? A lot of surgeons' general 
are actually like serving in uh, an armed force. But she was not. It didn't seem that way. She yeah. just wears. Is she stealing valor? But no, it's it's like if mm-hmm. you're a police officer, mm-hmm. right? You're like a civil servant. You're not in the military, but you wear a uniform. There's plenty of people that wear a uniform. But she's got like epaulets and medals epaulets. and stuff on. Maybe little, she is a, in the military. Do they really make you a general for real? Well, so uh, this is based off of uh, Dr. Jocelyn Elders. Oh. This is the story of... Who that is. So Who's that is? In 1994, Vice Admiral Dr. Jocelyn Elders, who was the Surgeon General under Clinton... Oh, this is like a real story. Yeah, she spoke at a UN conference on AIDS. She was asked whether it would be appropriate to promote masturbation as a means of preventing young people from engaging in riskier forms of sexual activity. And, and she Clinton replied, was like, no, let them do the riskier stuff. Well, she stuff. replied, yeah, I think baby. that it is part of human sexuality and Sunflower. perhaps it should be taught. That's my Bill Clinton. It should be taught. Pro. Right. Not Pro- taught like tight. Like it should be. Ed- but people should be educated about it. Yeah. About, okay. Elders had spoken about, in about favor. How to, how to jerk it. So how like, to jerk it. So like the stranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mermaid. How to jerk it. Let me work it. So then she also spoke in favor of studying drug legalization. Studying. Just studying. Just get more information. In reference to the national abortion issue, and this is really the problem, I think, for her, she said, we really need to get over this love affair of the fetus and start worrying about children. Mm. She was fired by President Bill Clinton in December of 1998. Is Clinton the worst person that we thought was good? Uh, Love affair with the fetus. The Surgeon General says, you scare... Ellie and he's like, "What? How is that possible?" Yeah, what? <laughs> he was the guy that was screaming yeah. about shoving a bridge up Japan's ass and like smoking cigars with a bunch of generals earlier. <laughs> and he's like completely dumbfounded that like somebody would find him intimidating. What? Little old me or whittle old me? <laughs> whittle old me. Please no steppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at this point, I guess family obligations or whatever. This is why you don't put your children's godparents in a role because she like appeals to like family loyalty, and he's like, "All right, you can keep your job. You're good." <laughs> yeah, it's all water under the bridge. I do not accept your resignation, ma'am. You work here for as long as I want you to. And then he's like, "Oh man, I've read King Lear." She's frightened of me. <sighs> she ain't the only one. I wanted to be so mad at her. I heard the news, and my first thought My God, King Lear is a good play. It's a good play. I thought it was a little rude of him to return a gift of a letter back to her that she just gave. You know, you don't you keep that gift. Yeah, you hold it. Yeah, she you gave him something. Yeah, you tear it up. Say, I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> Never happened. And then there is a very odd line that is just it's like the thing with josh earlier where cj sets him up for the dunk where she goes so you're back yes indeed mr president you're back yeah like did he have a spider on his back yes this this is clearly like something they reshot i was and she did not like no one had bothered to show her the next line of dialogue because it doesn't make any sense. No, I was none. thinking, like, was didn't he have a problem with his back a few episodes well, ago? Well, that was like a season ago. And maybe he was like. But she also asked Josh how his back was. Yeah, so she's like really concerned about people's back, and then he misinterprets what she <laughs> says, and he's like, "You damn right, yeah. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Ow!" <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, it was like it was, there was a missing line of dialogue, or he. No, I got at it. At some point, he op- at, well, on one of the takes, he opened the door and he goes, "Ah, <laughs> back." <laughs> I don't know. It's so it's it, really weird. It looks like his back hurts. I mean, you know, Bartlett being Bartlett, Bartlett, Bartlett's back. He's back to being Bartlett <laughs> for like just this thing. You're back, baby. So he sits next to Ellie. He goes back in the movie theater. Sits next to Ellie on the couches up front. So he's he's just found out that his daughter finds that he is really like kind of intimidating and pushy and uh, fills up any room that he's in. So he goes into a movie theater. You know, we're coming up to the good part. Dad, people are trying to watch the movie. You want to bet me your tuition? No one in this room is going to shush me. And just starts talking and is like, "Who's going? Who the fuck's going to tell me to shut up? Yeah, I'll bet I'll a tell lot them of to money. shut up and I'll tell them they're fired. Because I'm the boss yeah. of this movie theater. <laughs> so he he conforms to every single stereotype that she has about him <laughs> in the act of trying to make up. And they have this like little word gamey thing. Why do you want to study people's feet? That's podiatry. And what's children's medicine? Pediatrics. I thought it was obstetrics. That's pregnant women. And what's the study of feet? Dad, you're not going to get me to laugh. Where it's like oncology, mm-hmm. Deuteronomy. Yeah. I, I don't He's like endocrinology, and he missed like making a weed joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, the chronology? Endo. Oh, endo. Oh, I didn't even get that one. That's endo. pretty good. But in the end, they make up because he says literally one nice thing to her. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing you ever had to do to make me happy was come home at the end of the day. He's like, all you ever had to do was come home. I don't expect anything of you, and you've never given me anything to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, no wonder she starts crying. But they, it makes it seem like they're they're good, and that's the end of the that's show. That's it. Um, and the last shot was nice that's with it. the projector. That's always a good shot when you have the light coming over the people. I like a projector shot. Um, and the... They didn't use that as the credits, though, even though they use some overhead in the Oval Office shot as the credits. Uh, so that is that. Headlines. Oh. Okay. I got some. Okay. I didn't do a ton. I got so a couple. I got a couple. I got a couple. Here, you want me to go? No, no, no. Oh, I'll you go got? First. Okay. Let me. Uh, you go. Let me tee it up. You tee it up. And then, you and then I'll not. You do better. I'll not get. Um, I have. So Millie Griffith, the Surgeon General, right? I wrote Griefer. Griefer. Um, Griffash. <laughs> and Millie Jane. <laughs> That's what I got. She's a weed head. She's a weed person. Jason, did you do it? No. I was trying to do one right now. I didn't worry. Sorry. Um, I said nation's highest medical practitioner pushes pot reform. Mm, she's done. Oh, that was a little long. But it's got it's got. No, yeah, just go with it, man. Um, Surgeon General Blazer's new policy on marijuana. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking about a tw- tr- blazer. Really did, blazer. Do we all get weed headlines? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I called it Doobie or not Doobie. Nice. <laughs> oh, good. And I also titled this episode "Refer Dadness." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. All right. Those are mine. All right. Final thoughts. I thought this was a really good episode. This is very, very good. This was a quality app. Yeah. Yeah. All three plot lines were good. Yeah. The Toby one was lightly developed, but it interestingly tied into the previous episode when we thought it was going to be a throwaway thing. And Andy came back. 
And we so, got a nice sex scene out of it. Yeah, yeah. and an implied <laughs> sex scene. Yeah. And it also makes the argument for why he's doing what he's doing with the Surgeon General, right? So it's like, it talks about how uh, you have to be so careful about everything the president does and everything that's said. Oh, maybe I'm thinking more of the movie plotline where like every single thing the president does could turn into a massive distraction. And that's why you have to wave when you get in and out of the car. Hello. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, that's why you always leave. This note. is the most convincing episode yet to say that sometimes, unfortunately the president can't be a leader. That maybe someone like at a lower level of scrutiny has to be the one who's the leader. Right. And by the way, I just want to go to toot my own horn about what I said oh, a couple episodes a ago. Song? It's my it's like horn. A, okay. I'm tooting my horn. Okay. It's a weak horn. <sighs> I'm going to work on my embouchure. Can, but... can we get an air horn? Hey, yeah, here? put it in an air horn for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. But a couple weeks ago, I suggested that because the first guy out of the gate with some policy proposal just gets skewered and nitpicked by everyone else, what you should do is like, name some like key sort of moderate or you know person who people look to as a as a thought leader and just say you know we really respect and admire so and so's new proposal to reform social security <laughs> and back it 100% and i've already had talks with so many other democrats who've secretly want to do the same thing but haven't had the guts that so and so did <laughs> to come out and say it and we're already on board and with it that's essentially what they did that's basically fake outs. what they did a lot of fake outs in this episode <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But you, I mean, I didn't get to toot my own horn there, but it's fine. I just did it for you. Thank you. I think it's better when someone else toots your horn. Yeah, you, it is better. If you sit on your horn for five minutes and then you toot <laughs> it, it feels like someone else is tooting it. I'm going to try that. Yeah. <laughs> we need a soundboard. We really do. For this. Sounds uh, like something I could abuse. <laughs> yeah. So the, the C plot worked really well. The B plot was probably the weakest of all. And the movie one is I think the weakest one, but it it's like, to the horn. It's 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 a uh, you got Charlie speaking Japanese, which is good. A good yeah, that scene. was good. That was good. Um, but in general, but I thought the a plot was good. They had maybe what two scenes where they really had the argument repeated, but not some of the policy episodes get really mired of just people repeating themselves, and this one didn't do that. Despite not having a ton of angles on the plot line, they just like. They by introducing that like interpersonal thing, they kept it moving along, but they still got to cover it. But it also had personal stakes, and it wasn't just some abstract thing. Yeah, it still had the TV thing of like up, oh, and everything's back to where it was at the beginning. Right, he didn't. Reset. He doesn't change pay his policy at yeah. the end that we know of yet for uh, like allowing her to not to like not resign and he doesn't reverse his position they don't yeah, resolve yeah. they don't really resolve that tension of it like, sort of bothers me that he doesn't see the validity of like there, there's no conversation where he sees the validity of anything that anyone is saying about this well issue, no, really. i think he that, just doesn't fire because she's a family friend right, no but right. leo does the he has this one very like quickly delivered line of dialogue where he's just like this about is such a he, he's like this is such a foregone conclusion like everyone with a brain in their head knows you're absolutely right and what you said is totally true and how you can't possibly disagree with it and yet like it would be a massive distraction two months out of the news cycle it would be such a stupid thing there's more important things for us to focus on right now maybe there's not 
Maybe I mean she kind of even says like, "What about all this incarceration stuff?" And he's like, "That's out of bounds." And that's where he that's not your job crosses right. the line there. But yeah, overall, very very so, good. Not a I like. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you Thank think you. a uh, a white br- person who plays the brass ever got the bumper sticker "Horn if you're honky"? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna guess yes. Can you cut that out? No. I'm pretty sure that's gonna be the opening to the show. <laughs> okay, folk. Um, so yeah, good stuff. And um, as I said, they are getting into the stretch, and it's pretty yeah, solid it's good. from here on out. It's good. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Yeah, and Smash if you uh, w- want to throw a buck in the Patreon, that's cool too. In the what? No, no. We uh, don't have one of those. We don't. Oh, okay. Oh. The, the Patreon. Yeah, whatever. The we we don't record Patronus? often enough to have special episodes for only subscribers. Oh. <laughs> every other episode. <laughs> excuse me, every episode we do is special. Subscribe to hear the unedited <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Slam that oh, yeah. Patreon We're button, on, folks. Uh, our t- hour two and 11 minutes let's see how far this for every for every dollar that horrible sound we just listened to (laughs) for every dollar you donate you'll get at least a thousand dollars in black man material (laughs) that's true that's so true we should do that as a fundraiser yeah okay so thanks for listening uh we'll be back in a few weeks you guys are the best we love you